Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Such a dramatic intro. Yes. Dramatic intro. Good evening, everybody. Yes, your Texas card dude is on at night. It is a nighttime show, and I'm already tired, so this is going to be fun. <laughs> After, well, I'm Sam and I are fired up, so you just chill. <laughs> I know, I know. Sam's here to fire every, fire us up and keep us keep us in line. So, uh, so uh, without any introductions, it is the lovely, the amazing, the awesome Miss Sam of the hobby. How are you, ma'am? I'm good. I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm excited to get into today's topics or I guess tonight's topics, as you said. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. And we have a, a stranger in the hobby. Nobody knows who he is. <laughs> it is it is the great Chris Carlin, our user. I'm so thrilled to be here. I've had uh, I've had some setbacks and I haven't been able to, to come on the show. So this is my uh, my first appearance. So I'm very excited and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. I know it's an honor and a privilege and I'm so glad you got to see me today. Yeah, me too. <laughs> What is up, Mr. Logan, and how are you, Miss Jenny? It is very, very nice to see you. And, of course, we got Logan Ward, NASCAR, NASCAR Hall of Famer, PSA Hall of Famer, Logan Ward. What is up? Um, we were talking beforehand. Chris, you wanted to hear a little bit about Sam's Women of the Hobby. I think it's a great topic. We're going we're to do all good and positive awesomeness tonight. So... Let's start it off by by hearing about Miss Miss Sam's world. Well, real quick. So I, I love this group because so often, you know, we look at our, our demographics right now and it's about eight to nine percent female collectors for upper deck. Um, and I know that, you know, some some manufacturers may have slightly higher or lower, uh, but we, we want to really shine a light on, on female collectors. So um, we've done a little bit of it. And uh, I have personally have, have kind of promoted that uh, the women in cards group, because I think it is so important to have a, a safe place for, for women to talk and, and to not be, I don't know, just thought of as, you know, people who, who may not be as into it as, as other, other collectors. And that's, that's not the case. Female collectors, some of them are the sharpest, savviest collectors I know. So I, I think it's really cool what uh, what uh, they've come up with. And, and Sam, yeah, please tell us a little bit more about it and how people can get involved. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think, uh, Chris, you kind of alluded to, yeah, the women in sports cards. So there's a Facebook group that I believe Sarah Layton and Suze, who's also on, and Ty yeah. from Bullpen LA, they kind of all, I think, collectively got together. They're like the admins of that group. But uh, yeah, they started that Facebook group. Um which initially I really didn't know about until I started Women of the Hobby. But yeah. Yeah, that was kind of my main reasoning for starting Women of the Hobby was recognizing pretty early on that, um, yeah, I'm in the minority in terms of a percentage of, of card collecting. Um, so, like, I was completely, like, okay with that. But I did feel like the need to essentially yeah, have those people that, you know, other women that I could talk to about cards and, and just kind of get their perspective, too. So, yeah, that really was a, a big reasoning for starting Women of the Hobby. And essentially with that, um, what I do is, you know, interview different women. Uh, they're collecting what they're doing uh, within the hobby as well. So, yeah, it's yeah, been. We'd love to uh, we'd love to feature you on, on our blog as well, just to give yeah. people more information on, on how to get involved. I think that's really important. And Sam, mm -hmm. I noticed you love Carolina, but yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to you about. Carolina hockey cards. Oh, wow. <laughs> I need you to start taking a look at some of these and just giving, giving hockey some love because yeah. you've got a great team in Carolina. And I know. I know. I want uh, you to think about collecting some more hockey cards. That's all I'm saying. I honestly should put it into my wheelhouse a little bit more. I say, yeah, I collect like Carolina sports teams. And then people are like, what about hockey? And I'm like, well, Maybe, you know, but yeah. No, we got to get you to a game. We got to get you to a game or something for sure. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so Chris, you said that Upper Deck had a huge day today. 
we yeah, you know, we, uh, we released a product called Monumental. So uh, it's an Upper Deck authenticated blind box offering uh, with five UDA signed items in every box. There are spokesman boxes where all five of the items will be from an Upper Deck spokesperson. Um, and, you know, just some, some really cool content. Uh, with, with the way pricing and values are going right now, 1500 bucks for, uh, for five UDA items is a, a pretty darn good deal. So, uh, we had, uh, quite a bit available today, this morning, and we offered it and it, it sold out very, very quickly without, uh, people having much notice about it. So, uh, it, as we look at trends, you know, with regard to how the market's doing, what are market conditions like, uh, a lot of people are saying they're seeing a slowdown, but. Uh, for a memorabilia offering like that to uh, to sell out so quickly, I think is indicative of the fact that uh, you know there's still a lot of people that are are uh, heavily invested in the category and and looking to to keep purchasing strong. So that was uh, that was a, a good indicator and a good sign to see today. Well, I'd be amiss, and I would probably get a thrashing from some of the peoples that I know if I didn't ask what is up or what was up with flagship hockey. I, oh I, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's it's much like everything. I, I pretty much all of our releases have been significantly delayed, uh, just because you know getting time on press, materials, things along those lines. Uh, but I can sh- uh, share that Upper Deck uh, Series One has been printing. Uh, the young guns are coming. I'm actually going to be releasing the checklist tomorrow, so uh, folks will be able to to see that it's really happening. You know, so um, for real, yeah, we're looking. Uh, we're looking February-ish. I don't have a hard date quite yet, but it has been one of those situations where, man, we've just been snake bit by a variety of supply chain. It's, everyone hears it and, and over and over again, but it's really important for us to to make sure we're putting out products that are high quality, like our collectors, you know, look for and uh, and have good value. So uh, that's a that's a big big release for us, uh, and when uh, we're just a few weeks away from it, which is great. Yeah, I know that I, I for one, am, am highly, highly anticipating it coming out. I've been been on the list and been going, okay, let's go. So Yeah, so what's what's good is we're starting to see a lot more movement now as as uh, uh, some aspects of COVID uh, calm down a bit. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're still facing it here. We've got some reps out uh, right now. So it's it's tricky. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's one of those situations where we're, we're going to get through this. And uh, it's nice to get again to see some movement. So OPG hockey is going to be uh, right around the same time as as Upper Deck Series one. And then I'm really excited to see some movement on uh, two products in particular that are multi-sport uh, Goodwin Champions and Skybox Metal Universe Champions, which, again, will feature uh, a variety of, of content. But. Uh, looking like March for those right now. So very, very excited to, to see those those come into fruition. You can't tell at all that I'm an Upper Deck fan and hockey fan whatsoever. <laughs> well, the craziest one for me is is our new AEW products. So yeah. we've been, uh, we, we made the announcement about it and holy Zeus, you know, I, I do a lot with our, our, our social media and to see those fans coming out of the woodwork and, and just clamoring for product uh, the hobby product has, has done insanely well, uh, but uh, the retail drops tomorrow. So I'm excited to see. Uh, hopefully that helps uh, quell some of the concerns about getting product at a rational cost um, because it's been a release that's just on fire. And uh, I mean, I don't I don't think any of us anticipated that it would be so well received in the hobby. So uh, we're excited to be working on some new releases for AEW as well. It won't just be one release a year. Uh, and we'll make sure that we're doing everything we can to, to have that fan base be be pumped and excited for everything we're offering. So that's good news. Yeah, uh, there's actually an upper uh, kind of sidestep, long fly ball. Welcome. Uh, he's actually got a question, and I'm a big, I'll say it, Timmy Hose, because that's how it's said in Canada. I'm a big Timmy Hose fan. Uh, your reaction to the reception in Canada of the Timmy Hose releases especially that there was two this year. Yeah, so the standard NHL release uh, did very, very well because it was pretty much the first hockey release, you know, for Upper Deck for for the year. 
And that was another situation that uh, was difficult and delayed some of the other products because the Tim Hortons releases are, are really large. I mean, if you think about it, every every shop in Canada carries one and there's a shop on every corner practically. So um, getting that out uh, was a, a Herculean effort, but our team did a great job with that. And uh, it was a bit of a surprise to folks when, uh, when they did a double dip and offered a Team Canada edition uh, to kind of get things started for the uh, the upcoming Olympics. So uh, that's been really, really fun to see uh, how how well both releases have done. They've both done fantastic, uh, which means, you know, hopefully we'll see more of those in the future. But what I really love about this particular set, the Team Canada uh, set, is that it contains female players. And, and like mm-hmm. we were talking about with Sam, uh, it's really cool to see some of the comments online of, of female collectors getting excited about collecting their favorite uh, female hockey players. So um, Upper Deck recently did a deal uh, with the Professional Hockey Federation for for uh, trading cards. So we're going to see some of their first offerings after their All-Star game. But to see female hockey players yes. uh, on trading cards and more releases and having a wider selection of them uh, is going to be really cool. And it's, it's unfortunate that they haven't been embraced as, as all uh, types of players have, you know, I, I had a situation just last week where we had a customer that was complaining that he got a female hockey players autograph in in their, you know, their, their set. And uh, I had to explain to him, like, you got a really good one actually, <laughs> but yeah. uh, part of that's education, but uh, it's a bit frustrating to see that, uh, that, that some of the female players haven't been that well embraced, but I, I tell you what, it is uh, one of those, situations uh for i think savvy collectors uh to maybe get in on some of those first female hockey player offerings uh because i think it's the the start of uh of something pretty tremendous there so uh, hopefully we'll be doing more with female athletes uh especially in hockey in the future yeah Uh, i I, female hockey players hockey anytime all time and they you know uh who was it uh Someone in the chat asked about, you know, here it is, Rich Frank. We, I dig, I'm in Texas. I dig Tim Horton cards. I have a buddy of mine that actually lives in Canada and I get them that way. Is yeah, it's any it's, way or anything about doing something for the fans here or anything like that for, with Timmy, Tim Horton cards, or is that just a great big, huge no no? Well, it's uh, it's a lot of fun to see how everyone has a buddy in Canada, you know, <laughs> around Tim Hortons time, you know, you uh, either find them on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, what have you. So that's that is always fun. Uh, it, it, it deals with licensing. So Tim Hortons is the exclusive licensor of, okay. uh, of or official sponsor of NHL uh, in Canada. In the United States, it's McDonald's. So it would require McDonald's to look at running our program again. And McDonald's used to run it in in Canada before Tim uh, took it over. Uh, so I never say never, but uh, unfortunately it's not something that we could just add to Tim Hortons in the United States due to licensing restrictions. So it's one of those things. Okay. So where do I sign the petition to get McDonald's to do hockey cars? <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm pretty sure it's McDonald's. It could be Dunkin' Donuts. So there's a little bit of, uh, I'm not as up to date on, on all of their sponsors, yeah. but I just know that it's not Tim's in the U.S. right now. So we have been able to do some regionalized sets uh, with Tim's in some locations. Uh, so those were team sets in the U.S., um, but not as compelling as the the big offering that the Tim's offers in uh, in Canada. So um, we'll see. We'll see how things continue to go. And, and Tim's is obviously doing great business. So uh, who knows? They might uh, you know have have a bigger presence in the states someday. And uh, take that sponsorship and we'll be doing some amazing stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I covered uh, uh, Southwestern Ontario and the Providence of Quebec when I worked at a, uh, at a, uh, at a software company. And so I've kept those relationships up. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. smart. I've kept those relationships up. Oh, so uh, I guess the next, I mean, we're, we're, we can talk, I guess we could talk about, you know, some hall of fame guy something happened today with the hall of fame something i don't i don't bless you thank I, you I, i'm not yeah 
Some baseball home home guy or something like that. It, it, we just got one 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 person going in, right? David Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. I you know I I don't understand why just one person got in to the Hall of Fame, but we got Big Poppy in, and I love it when the Hall calls Big Poppy. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, there's so much uh, negativity and frustration around baseball right now. I, I think Big Poppy is one of those bright lights for the the league. You know, uh, it was crazy what happened to him. He got shot in his hometown and uh, made it back. And but just such a lovable guy that that everyone in in Boston, you know, kind of adores. And you know, I looked through the pricing on some of his his premium cards tonight and. They're they're pretty darn reasonable, all things considered. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely think he's one that you know uh, is worth you know collecting and and seeing and, and enjoying. Sam, what do you think about uh, Big Poppy getting the call? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, the baseball is like, maybe not also my scene, but um, yeah, I think it's good that that he got in. But I think as you were saying, Chris, with the pricing, yeah, he's not really a guy that I necessarily hear a lot of people saying they collect at least anybody who lives outside of the Boston area but I know he's obviously like a beloved player but I just don't know if I hear as many people collecting him within the hobby which you know could just be like an oversight and hopefully his prices kind of reflect what he's done you know in the future as well. Yeah and I think when we talk about the the players that didn't get in you know obviously there's uh, concerns about you know the performance enhancing drugs but um, it's pretty crazy that you know Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds uh, aren't making it in for what they, you know, you think about the Hall of Fame for what you do on the field, but I guess it's it's more than that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm confused as to why they... Why they why they've not allowed some, I mean, I'm still hacked that shoeless Joe Jackson's not in. So yeah, me I mean, too. And you know, I, it's still Pete Rose completely floors me why Rose isn't in the hall of fame, but well, yeah. And if it's personality, if people are saying that Barry Bonds had a bad personality and, and Roger Clemens, you know, was negative towards the end, you know, Ty Cobb was a jerk, you know, yeah. <laughs> he had a terrible relationship with the meeting. So if you look at historically, it, it doesn't totally add up, but um, I don't know. A baseball's hall of fame, I think is one of the more frustrating ones for a lot of people and me included. Yeah. And we how talking. many years do they, um, do they have eligibility to be in? Is 10 there... and then they go to the committees. Okay. 10 and then they go to the committees. So, yeah. So this was the last year for, for bonds and Clemens, I think. Is that, is that right? Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, uh, and there's one more, and I can't remember off the top of my head. Someone, someone in the in the chat will say it here in a second, and they'll they'll give us yeah. the correct answer. I know that uh, over the summer, I was looking at autographed baseballs because uh, the, the Houston Autograph Company they they offered his autograph uh, and an autograph signing for three hundred and fifty. And then I looked tonight, and the same autograph company had his autograph at 280, which was very interesting. I thought immediately, and that that happened. I got that email right after the announcement, and then um, I I started looking at Bond's cards, and they're still 150 to 190, is what, especially for the Fleer Ultra. So I I don't maybe tomorrow <laughs> after yeah. after eBay cycles that they'll start, you know, but. You know, whatever, whatever it takes, whatever. So there you go. Chris Harris got it. I knew there was another one. Oh yeah. Hey, Chris. Former, former Texas Ranger. I should have remembered that. <laughs> I should have remembered that. Yeah. We're going to celebrate uh, here in February, big poppy, Gil Hodges, Tony Olivia. One of my favorites, Minnie Minoso. Another one, Jim Cott, excuse me, Jim Cott, uh, Bud Fowler and Buck O'Neill. And then we have a broadcaster. Jack Graney's getting in. So 
that's the the committee did a fantastic job in my opinion of, of letting guys in but man only that's one player in two cycles that that didn't get what Sam, uh, is, is there anything that you think that might can be done? I mean, any, Chris, anything that you think that could be done publicly or whatever to try to help this or did, I don't know. Well, I think, I think personally for the, the league to maybe get away from some of the old steroid concerns is maybe doing something, maybe doing something to, to bring positivity around it. And I think Shoeless Joe Jackson or Pete Rose, I, I I still worry a bit about Pete Rose. Uh, could be uh, you know, could be nice stories that uh, that. And I'd also like to see you know maybe a little more for uh, some of the old Negro League players still too. So um, I think there's a lot more that could be done there in terms of promoting positivity and and uh, the the good of the game, so to speak. But Sam, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm not as familiar on the uh, I guess the Hall of Fame kind of rules and eligibility but yeah I think kind of echoing the positivity would would be helpful but I also think just like yeah the MLB might need to just kind of market itself a little bit differently moving forward I think it kind of needs to move forward with future not saying it's like in the past or anything but just like I think they they just have some different marketing tactics that they might need to introduce to to get other people to really recognize you know its history and, and where it's going to. Yeah, it's a man. It's a it is a tricky time for for baseball. My wife didn't realize how grave the situation was with the with the the lockout, and uh, I was talking to her about it. She's we're diehard Padres fans, and she's like, "What do you mean there's not spring training? Like, what's going on here?" It's like, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. lot that needs to be settled. So we'll see. And I, I it, it's it's terrible because you know when when I started at Upper Deck in 1997. The NBA had a huge lockout uh, that year too, and we produced uh, a ton of uh, our Upper Deck Series One and a variety of other products because you you print them so far in advance. You agree to league, you know how much you're going to make with the league, and then you've got them produced, and you're just looking at it all like, what the heck? No one wants any of this right now. So. Um, collectibles are one of the things that goes on the back burner first, and it's. It's scary to me because baseball, the baseball card market has been so good over the last few years uh, that this could potentially upset potentially the entire market. So um, we really got to watch this one and and hope that uh, the powers that be figure it out because uh, a labor dispute doesn't really help anyone. And again, uh, when I started and we had that labor dispute, we had to make some some severe layoffs i was like i've only been here for like six months i'm so getting fired today. you know so it was it was scary for sure because we we cut back a lot of uh a lot of different ways but it was uh, a struggle so you know you think about all the uncertainty we have just in collectibles for for what for baseball and what's to come you know with tops and fanatics what a lockout would mean would 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 just not be good so uh, fingers crossed that it it doesn't uh, extend too much longer. Yeah, I know. I know fans of baseball, just in general, that still haven't forgiven for the for the World Series in '94. I mean, yeah. I, I can only imagine with all the fever. I mean, they're already losing momentum, for lack of a, of a better phrase. I mean, hockey. The players are just amazingly, amazingly accessible. Yeah. I can go to a Dallas Stars practice and wait and get. Just almost there's three players I can't get only because they, they take a different way because they're so popular. Yeah. They're like, eh. but I mean, they're completely accessible basketball players. They, they sign on. I mean, racing, you want to talk about, about a sport that's, I mean, you could go down into the pits to get on yeah. to before the race. I mean, football, football is just tons of autograph TTM and all that. And then, you got baseball players. Oh, I don't want to sign. They'll sign when when they get to double A, but past that, they don't want to sign. And I, 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 I haven't get. I had. I don't get it. Yeah, Logan. Look at Logan. I mean, ninety four is when he switched from baseball and went to NASCAR. So, yeah, ninety four just hurt the game immensely. So, 
with with all the change that that's coming down the road who knows who knows if they don't not careful they could they could really hurt themselves absolutely a, go ahead now sam made a great point about um baseball marketing itself differently with fanatics and the licensing partnerships and all of the the big heavy names they've got under contract Shelio being the last memorable one that I can think of who's not the face of baseball that's that's Tatis but if you go if you go outside that you know there are huge stars within baseball that that are just not being promoted and do you think and take your upper deck hat off for a second uh, yeah do, do you think do you I hope that you know fanatics takes that bull by the horns is it what do you think about fanatics just really really marketing I think it's still probably a bit too early to to say you know they they have a lot of very smart people over there um that are very dedicated to making sure that this works uh so I think that they will absolutely figure it out but Again, if if there's not players on the field playing, then that is a, a whole nother situation. So, um, yeah, I, I think everything will be fine, but it just it gives me a reason for for pause and concern, uh, considering that the market has been on such a hot streak for so long. Uh, many people believe it's it's due for a correction and uh, that type of situation will will cause it pretty quickly. So. Uh, one would hope that uh, I, I think now, as opposed to maybe five, especially 10 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot more diversity in collecting with regard to, all right, I don't just collect baseball cards. I'll also collect this or that or Marvel cards are hot now, too. You know, so I, I think that there's more things for people to switch to if uh, if based I don't think a lot of collectors are going to stop, period. But it, it will definitely slow them down and. Uh, uh, be really difficult for what should be, you know, a celebration of some of Topps's last releases under, you know, current current ownership structure. So or management structure. So we'll kind of see. Sam, any thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see how the lockout, I guess it could work in, in two different ways of, you know, maybe prices are getting lower. And some people might see that as a time to go in and, and buy everything that they couldn't beforehand. Uh, or they could, yeah, kind of take the other approach of, you know, it's, it's baseball is kind of down right now. Maybe I'll sway yeah, my efforts towards, you know, the other sports I'm collecting or anything like that. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting just to see how it plays out in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a great question that it, it now you can put your upper deck hat back on and uh, tell us anything new and exciting coming up in, in upper deck hockey. Yeah, so we, we do have the, some of the new 2021 20, 22 releases coming out, like I said. So Upper Deck Series 1 and OPG will be on February. But then we are getting to some of the premium releases that have been put on hold, more or less. So uh, we're going to see Stature back, which was a, a very well-received uh, well uh, product. We're going to see uh, Premier hitting. We're going to see Ultimate Collection and... Uh, and I think people are going to be really stoked about the the content uh, that they're seeing in those releases. So, um, yeah, the 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 heavy hitters are are coming out for for hockey uh, again. That'll probably be uh, March through April ish, uh, and, and finally SP Authentic as well. So, uh, there've been some products that have just been stuck more or less, and mm -hmm. uh, and now we're seeing a lot of movement on them. So, I'm I'm pretty excited that. Uh, the next few months for hockey collectors will will keep them very busy. Yeah, oh, I I do want to say back up just a hair. I want to say good evening, Bo. Good evening, Mr. Ryan, Rich Frank, NASCAR Radio, Chris Harris, Nathan, uh, Matt, Royals four one seven. That seventies card show. Uh, DH, you know who you are, Dan, Mr. Mr. Uh, Chris Harris. Mr. Klein, and then let's see. I want to make sure I say hello to everybody because the comments are just, we really, really appreciate it. And Absolutely. Mr. Al, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, Sam, you and I were talking about Sports Illustrated for Kids and the Serena Williams card, okay. yes, that uh, 
previous, previously sold for 44K. It just sold for 111K. How awesome is that to hear not just a mainstream like product and a mainstream athlete, but a, a, a prime superstar, strong, I, I could I could use every acronym in the world to describe Miss Williams, but how awesome is that to, to see that kind of growth and that kind of interest in in her card? Yeah, yeah, it's really awesome to see. Yeah, that sale. I think. Yeah, I just saw it the other day. Um, but yeah, it's amazing to see just kind of yeah, I guess more recognition for kind of her efforts and her dominance within her sport. Um, I think she's definitely you know the the best female tennis player and. There's probably, you know, up for debate on, you know, overall female athlete. Um, but yeah, she, I think it's just kind of great to, to see that kind of movement in her cards. But yeah, with the S, the SI card in particular, I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure what the pop is on that card. I would imagine extremely, extremely low just because I think the conditioning, everyone's pretty aware. I know I think Tiger Woods has a card that's similar and, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's awesome to see that. And hopefully the, the growth just continues and, and spreads out to other, you know, female athletes too. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all for, all for fem more female athletes. I was a big collector in the, in the nineties of the female athletes, uh, tennis players. And it, I watched a lot of ladies tennis. Uh, I loved watching. I don't remember if you remember Chris during the, the U S open when they started because Serena's uh, hit was, was almost reckoned like a 94, 95 miles an hour. They put a radar on her whenever she would hit the ball, and then it showed this the speed of the ball it was just absolutely incredible. It was awesome. It was absolutely so. I I would love to see more of that, especially the the hockey women, the women in the hockey. I just I think we need more. I think well, we Serena more. is was the the first female spoke. Well, I take that back. It was Annika Sorenstam, uh, I believe, was our first female spokesperson, but. Uh, we've been working with Serena very closely on an exclusive relationship uh, basis for, for a while. Uh, there is some amazing uh, UDA memorabilia for her at UpperDeckStore.com. Uh, and she's been in training card releases like Goodwin Champions. Uh, so uh, she does have content out there that's that's more current. But uh, yeah, man, she is. The things that she accomplished are are mm -hmm. insane. And it's not just in the on the court. It's the... Uh, so much off the court as well. And, you know, to be featured in, you know, specials just on her life. I mean, it, it, she's, she's, uh, she's an inspiration. She's an amazing athlete and she's a brand, you know, just all her uh, uh, apparel as well. So um, yeah, we've loved working with her. She's got a great signature and uh, not surprised that people are starting to, to take notice and uh, pay attention and, and collect who is probably one of the best female athletes uh, in the last few decades. Yeah. yeah, I want. I wanted to. I wasn't going to talk about this, but you mentioned it. A lot of people th just think of Upper Deck as just the cards. And the other day, I was on the website, and y'all do so much more than just cards, lithograph, merch. I mean, could you tell people what else y'all? I mean, I'm I'm like blown away. Well, like, yeah, and I mean, we learned we learned a long time ago that. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, there are going to be labor disputes in sports. So you have to, much like you would do with your, and licensing changes. 
So much like you would do with your personal finances, you have to diversify your portfolio uh, so that you can weather any of the, the storms that could come up with regard to uh, slowdowns in the, in the market. So we looked at other types of properties that were out there that were doing printing uh, in the late 90s. And uh, we saw the collectible card game space was one that was was ripe for us to to make an introduction into uh, Wizards of the Coast was pretty much running things there with with uh, Magic the Gathering, and they're still doing an amazing job with that. So um, I believe our first release was Digimon, and then we had uh, uh, something called Professor Plug. You know, but the problem was it was a bunch of sports card guys trying to make <laughs> make entertainment <laughs> releases, and uh, we were like, oh, we got to bring in the right staff for this. So we we really hired Ride and, and brought some really talented people in to help make games. Uh, so now Upper Deck has some some really strong offerings with regard to uh, the gaming space, primarily in uh, with Marvel uh, releases, but we have a variety of licenses. So you'll see things from X-Files to Buffy the Vampire Slayer for, for some of our games. And the Versus system is one of our most popular games, but the, the biggest for us is called Legendary. So uh, a really fun uh, uh, deck building game uh, that has several several expansions that have come out over the years, and it's just been uh, one that has been really really well received. So uh, we have it for Marvel. We also have it for Alien, Predator. Again, there's a lot of different uh, versions of it, uh, and that's been really good. So that is one one space that has been big, and then tied to that is uh, the entertainment trading card releases. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Bond is one of our, our big properties right now. And um, we were doing James Bond games as well, but uh, the James Bond releases, Villains and Henchmen was one that just came out that was really cool. Uh, we've got uh, Marvel trading cards, Marvel Annual just came out uh, uh, last week. So that again, it's good to see releases finally coming out. Uh, that means good things for, for the market and that things are starting to return to normal. Um, so I, I've loved those. And then the authenticated memorabilia is a really big deal for Upper Deck yeah. as well. So, um, and if you think about it, if you really think about it, you look at the prices for uh, a Michael Jordan autograph card, you know, 50,000, 75,000, it's crazy. Uh, but you can own a breaking through piece with a huge Michael Jordan autograph for 10,000, you know, and it's it's not like, oh, what a bargain, but you know, the the, the pricing and, and some, obviously many of those are, are higher, but I was just looking at one for 10,000 the other day for myself, uh, hoping like, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, so it just goes to show you that, you know, while they're, while the market seems to have plateaued on, on trading cards, maybe it hasn't done that for, for memorabilia yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's why we saw such a successful release in monumental today is that uh, people see that and they look at what's out there and, $1,500 for five autograph UDA items is, is a pretty darn good deal. So um, yeah, that's, that's been good. So those are our, our core business units uh, that, uh, that help. And yeah, it is, it is very uh, unique, the working situation here where you've got, you know, the diehard sports fan and then the, the person who's been like a comic book, you know, mm-hmm. guy their whole life or gal. So it's, it's fun. The, the mix of, uh, of people here at upper deck, I think it makes us a lot better. Oh, and then, gosh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention esports, which is yeah. a, a huge uh, new opportunity in a category that we're basically building right now uh, in cooperation with uh, with Blizzard Activision, and now Microsoft has come in to take them. But uh, our Overwatch League trading cards have have done extremely well, uh, and we're going to be doing a lot more in that esports space. So uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that watch that boom. Uh, because it's it's another one of those uh, deals where I, when I collected in the 80s, I, I would only buy baseball cards. And I would go yeah. into the hobby shop and I'd see the football cards there. I'd see the basketball cards and the hockey cards. But I was so programmed into just buying baseball cards because that's what everyone else did. But had I realized how much shorter in print uh, these other, the hockey, the football and the basketball were, uh, compared to the baseball where they just turned the printing presses on, let's be frank. Uh, so I wish I would have invested more in, into the other sports, but I was programmed that way. And I think 
it's the same type of opportunity. We talked about it with with uh, female players, uh, trading cards and collectibles, but it's also the same, I think, with esports. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see what that category looks like in five to ten years. Yeah, thanks. I, I, I did, Sam, I heard something about there being Carolina Hurricane hockey cards and then now there's women hockey cards that you could call i mean there's, there's no- <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like hockey's you know pulling me in there in that direction i mean i just gotta follow it <laughs> every time you get out i am so putting together a little prize pack for you sam so yeah we're gonna we're gonna hook up after this for sure <laughs> I, I did, there was a question i'm not gonna pull it up but, you know that, and a pretty good question nascar in 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 uh in, now completely my wife walked in the door behind me and used the and i'm like goodwin champions nascar possible wink wink nudge nudge possible nascar uh i mean we'll we'll always look at uh, uh opportunities with with particular drivers i mean danica patrick was in goodwin champions and we look at other other types of athletes like that um but when i first started with, with upper deck as well my one of my first jobs was arranging NASCAR sets to send to the league uh, and uh, to, to NASCAR and, and then to some influencers, et cetera. And I was like going through these cards and I was like, Oh, I never, never even thought in a million years we'd be making, they'd be making cards like this. And uh, this is pretty cool. So um, I will say that that fan base, that collector base is super passionate, like crazy passionate. So we would, uh, we would, I I miss some of the people that we used to talk to and, and have relationships with uh, that were just, they, they will stay in their lane. They're, they're NASCAR only, you know, usually. So um, it's, it's never say never, but one of the real issues with it is there's no players association for, for NASCAR. So mm-hmm. you need to get individual uh, approvals uh, from the drivers themselves, which okay. is really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have the same thing with with golf when we make mm-hmm. our golf releases. So we've got to chase down each individual athlete and, and get them to agree to a deal. And it's very tricky because everyone wants Tiger Woods money and everyone back then wanted Jeff Gordon money to, to be in there. So you have to value out what you're going to pay these athletes uh, with regard to does it does it value out for the company to put out a product you know and when you paid this much you know so it's a it's a it's a tricky situation for sure to uh, start some of these new um, types of products uh, hoping that they'll they'll hit and last so uh, NASCAR markets has been pretty stable but I don't think it's as as hot as it once was but we'll we'll see what the future holds yeah I know that there's there's a couple of women in NASCAR now, like Haley Deegan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> oh, Sam, Sam, Sam. Uh, the I'm sitting here trying to trying to come up with. I mean, I don't want to just like blow out the whole the whole women thing, but but I mean, it's it's pretty important, pretty cool, and 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 all that that entails. Um, what do you collect, Sam? Besides, we were ragging on you for no, not what do you collect? Yeah, so yeah, I know we've kind of talked about baseball, hockey a little bit. Those things you don't collect. I'm not uh, as up to date <laughs> on, but yeah, I do collect football uh, mainly. Um, American football. I saw someone mention something about soccer, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I collect American football, and then um, I, I followed basketball too. So those are kind of my two main sports that that I stay within. Um, but I actually do have some like female athletes cards. So I have um, previously, you know, honestly, for some of the female athletes, especially with the past Olympics, their only cards came from like previous Olympic type, um, you know, sets and different things like that. Like that was kind of their, so to speak, rookie card. Um, so I have some different female athletes from there. Um, I also do have a Serena rookie, I guess, uh, too. So um yeah that's that's a little bit of what i collect i guess other females so i i want to mention this too so i went to university of south carolina mm-hmm. um, we have quite a few people in the WNBA, um and i also love like don saley so our head coach there so uh collect any i guess like game clocks as well yeah cool so were you excited when cam newton came back or were you like <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i mean i um 
you know, I'm not going to lie. I was when Cam initially, I was never the biggest fan of him. Um, and then when he left, you know, that was fine. But then when he came back, for some reason, I was very excited for him to come back, more excited than I ever was initially for him to be on our team. Um, but yeah, I was I was pretty excited for him to come back. It was I don't think it was the comeback that he wanted or the team wanted mm-hmm. or really anyone really wanted. But um, there were still yeah. some fun moments, though, this year. With yeah. Him, you yeah. Know, yeah, it so. was fun. It was quite an up and down season, to be honest. I mean, we started three and zero, and then we ended like five and twelve. So yeah. <laughs> that's a bit unfortunate, but uh, yeah, I'm just hoping we can move in the right direction this year. So yeah, I went and bought a, a Christian McCaffrey card and a tank. <laughs> yeah, I I'm a little worried about him. Just like the longevity of running backs in general is yeah. not it's good. Crazy. I think about the football card market and it's, it's so, um, so tricky to hit. There's so many rookies that come out and it used to be, you know, back in the olden days, it used to be, you know, wide receivers, uh, quarterbacks and uh, running backs and the running backs and wide receivers would last a long time, but that just doesn't seem to be the case anymore. So. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you had like Todd Gurley. I remember I was still in college. So a couple of years ago, I mean, he won essentially my fantasy league for me and now he's like not even on a team not on the practice squad like not in the nfl so yeah it's just crazy how quickly those things can change for especially the the skilled position players absolutely and and again it's what i think a lot of collectors look for is that kind of like a hall of fame the hall of fame committees look for is that that resume that's a long uh experience Mm -hmm. a long career dominating um And so it's just, it's really hard to, to see that. And it's a shame that linemen and, and defensive players, defensive yeah. players to some end get a little more love, but gosh, you, you just don't see much of it for, for athletes who are pretty extraordinary. So um, even tight ends, you know, should get more love, I think, than, than they do, but it is what it is. Yeah. I joined, uh, I joined back in fantasy football this year after a two-year hiatus. And I wanted to see really statistically, who would be great rookies? Who would, and I wanted to see statistically. So in fantasy football, they do the stats for you. So you don't have to, all you got to do is yeah. sort and go. In my, in my league, a fascinating, Mac Jones was the number three highest scoring player <laughs> in my league. Wow. Behind Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and I'm going, wait a minute. If you watched his performance, it was up and down and up and down. But to say that about about a rookie for outperforming like some of the better running backs and wide receivers, and it that's that's scary. That was like a big stand up and notice. Any thoughts? Same on on Mm -hmm. on with 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 some other product with a P that start has a P in it. You know, <laughs> it's coming out pretty soon. I mean, how, how, how ridiculous are those cards going to be for him when those hit? Yeah, honestly, yeah. Until honestly, like a month ago, it had not been called to my attention that yeah, certain products for the NFL are not even out yet. You know, yeah. products are, are not out, um, which is interesting. So yeah, I just wonder what the delay will have an effect on in general. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to hear that Mac Jones scored, scored the most or third most in your league. Um, yeah, to me, I mean, I just kind of know Mac Jones, I guess, from Alabama. And I I think in general, he's more like a game manager. Uh, he's not going to win you the game, but he's probably hopefully not going to lose it for you. And that's the best you can hope for, but he could prove everyone wrong. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's interesting to, to see kind of maybe what the, I think the delay on the product is, it's just going to be interesting to see. I mean, you won't be getting those cards if you grade mm-hmm. them or anything until the beginning of next season, you know, hopefully. Um, so that'll be interesting. Any, any thoughts on that, Chris? Or the, uh, that uh, He reminds three. me a lot of uh, like Jimmy Garoppolo and maybe yeah. it's the New England uh, aspect to it, but Sam, you're right. The way he kind of manages the game, where he usually isn't going to get you hurt and uh, make some good decisions, uh, which I think Jimmy G does. So um, yeah, but it's it's tricky to see what all these delays are going to mean. Like the thing is most 
hockey collectors are, are going to be, you know, clamoring for hockey. So that's fine. Baseball, same, but uh, football, basketball. But if if injuries come up, especially in football, especially mm-hmm. in basketball, I, I think injuries have a, a much take a much bigger toll. We look at Kevin Durant being gone for so long and Clay Thomas, what have you, uh, in basketball. And uh, it definitely softened the market for, for some of their collectibles, for sure. Um, so we'll, we'll just kind of see. I mean, yes, Kevin Durant's rookies are still, you know, amazing, but um, people just don't look at them the same if an athlete has a, a long injury. So if if there's injuries and products aren't out for certain rookies, you know, we saw what, what happened with Christian McCaffrey. He's a great example. So um, uh, we'll just kind of see. So it's we hope that uh, – I, I hope that every – aspect of the market stays as good as it's been, but um, there's so many X factors. And, and right now with, with delays and getting product out, yeah. it's just, uh, I, I'm not quite certain how each yeah. market is going to react to it. Yeah. Joe Burrow last year, I mean, that's a, his cards didn't really decline when at, at, in the off season big, like they normally would have during a typical yada, yada, yada. But, coming back from that injury and his success this year, I mean, up and up and up and up, which is, is great to see. It's yeah, great. Absolutely. To see it. And with, with the Bengals young, young core, I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be a force to, to, to definitely a force to reckon with. You know <laughs> what I mean? Well, Sam, you, you probably watched him a lot in college too. I mean, he was, he was amazing. And so uh, I kind of expected him to, to have some success, but uh Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But that injury hurt, but it's it's nice to see him have such a great comeback. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I really liked him, honestly, in college. Uh, really, I liked him because they finally knocked off Alabama. That was yeah. great to see. But, um, yeah, I, I liked him a lot in college, and I think he had a good promise, you know, for the NFL. Also, I think he's he was one of the older rookies. Like, I think he's older than – some of the guys, but in the previous draft class um, as well. But honestly, the one guy I was impressed with this weekend that I didn't seem play too much was Josh Allen. Like he really, yeah. me. I, I like, I knew people had talked about him. Like he's good. Like the bills are good, but I was very surprised with like how well they did um, against the chiefs. You know, and the other thing to kind of think about with some of these younger players, uh, especially in the NFL is, is, uh, and NBA is, they will, if they know that they're, you know, a superstar, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the star of the franchise, uh, it's not unheard of them, for them to leap to a bigger franchise and a bigger market. So mm-hmm. uh, players like Josh Allen and, and uh, Joe Burrow, while they are surging right now, and there is a lot of interest in them. They still might be a, a, a good value uh, if they were to, you know, move to L.A., move to New York. Um, you look at Matt Stafford. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. a game away from the Super Bowl, and he was he was dead in Detroit. So uh, it, it's it's crazy what uh, opportunities there are. I think for for some collectors to uh, look at great players on lesser franchises and uh, maybe make a speculation there that you know they may go to a bigger franchise someday and, and really blow up. Yeah, we got a Facebook user question, and then I want to talk about our. Our uh, our other topic that I that you and all three of us wanted to talk about. Do you do you have a date for the National Hockey Card Day and a timetable for the Cup Hockey? So yes, National Hockey Card Day will take place uh, the yes, same sure. day as the Stadium Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's printing now, uh, which is great. Uh, so that's going to be out uh, February twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're pretty uh, we're pretty pumped for that one. So. Uh, that one we've been able to keep on track because it is so important for us to do uh, some of these larger sampling initiatives. Uh, basically, all you got to do on National Hockey Card Day is go into a participating shop and say, I'd like a free pack. They'll give you one. So um, 
it's Sam? pretty cool that <laughs> yes, Sam, you uh, you're going to be my my female correspondent for National Hockey <laughs> Party because I've got some great shops for you to visit in in uh, Carolina for sure. Um, and then if you make a purchase, you can get a uh, uh, an exclusive uh, 16th card. It's a 15 card set, but uh, uh, the 16th card rounds it out. Uh, and it's so much fun. There, there's some fun content in there. There's victory black rookies. There's autograph cards that are a pretty tough pull for sure. Um, but I, my favorite part is seeing fans on social media. It, it, it blows up. The feeds uh, blow up for National Hockey Card Day because people will go all these different places and then there's trading and then there's uh, events happening in shops. And uh, it's really cool that it's taking place uh, during the stadium series. I'm, I'm so excited. Nashville is one of my favorite towns to visit. Uh, so I'm heading out to Nashville uh, to be a part of our our presence there uh, at the stadium series um, for an outdoor game, which will be a lot of fun. And uh, the fact that it coincides with National Hockey Card Day as well is just a, a huge bonus for us and a great opportunity for us to uh, expose fans to the side of being a collector. Uh, and so you think a lot about how did we get here? How did how did the market get so good? And yes, COVID and people being stuck inside, huge part of it. And, and and uh, a difficult thing for a lot of people that, that we shouldn't really celebrate as much, but it has been very good for the market. Um, but I think what a lot of these programs like National Hockey Card Day have done is uh, plant seeds all throughout you know, uh, the US and Canada for, for us on this one. And it exposes people who wouldn't normally collect to trading cards. And I, I'm always a big proponent about programs like that. I, I think it's really cool um, that that accessibility is something that that people have issues with in this this category. Um, obviously, getting premium releases, uh, you don't have the the pocketbook for that. But to be able to to walk in a store on one day and and uh, and get something for free and try it out, I think is pretty cool. Uh, my kids, our favorite day is Seven Eleven, uh, July eleventh. Yes. Because we will go to three different 7-Elevens in our area and get our free Slurpees. So uh, that didn't happen last year because of COVID, but it happened this year and we had a, we had a blast. So I, I love programs like that. I think it's a great way to encourage uh, advocacy and expose people to a great product. Yeah. Uh, and then his other cup, uh, question was about the cup. So the cup is our most premium hockey release uh, that we, we produce. Uh, very similar to Exquisite. Uh, there was a call for us to make an exquisite hockey. And at the time, the cup was our most premium release. Uh, and and I want to really credit Upper Deck for making a good decision there of not producing just another super premium, you know, hockey yeah. release. Uh, what we did is we put out exquisite, but we did it as an overlay program to strengthen other brands. So there is exquisite hockey. But you have to buy artifacts. You have to buy ice. And then, yeah, you'll get some in, in the cup as well. Um, so I think that's really cool that we didn't crush the market for uh, for the cup on people who have invested in it so much uh, mm -hmm. that we made exquisite a, a complimentary uh, piece to uh, our product offerings. So with regard to the cup, one of the tricky things about it is it is all hand collated. It is packaged oh. by hand. So... I know not many collectors have seen this, but uh, traditionally trading cards are are put into what's called a hopper and mm -hmm. it fires out at certain insert rates. And uh, then these inserts go in there and they fire out at certain rates. Uh, they're packaged together and uh, it may, you know, you'll see the little uh, seams on the, the cards, little creases on the, on the wrapping. And then they're randomly inserted into uh, boxes from there. So uh, the cup is actually our product development team flown out to Carolina to, oh, wow. to, to work on, uh, on the release and package it by hand. And it sounds like the funnest thing in the world to, <laughs> to just spend days on end looking at the coolest cards, you know, that uh, a manufacturer makes. Uh, but uh, I, I haven't done it myself yet. I've taken some pictures of it <laughs> on times, but it is just backbreaking work and you never want to see a hockey card again after, <laughs> after this, from what I understand. So um I, I credit our team for how hard they they work on on putting that together. Uh, so that will be our our last uh, release. But we normally don't talk about it until it's it's ready to come out. 
usually it's like a, a two to three week window. So uh, this will probably be the most you hear me talk about the cup until uh, we're ready to release it. Duly noted. We have one last topic that's near and dear to my heart that I really, I really wanted to talk about. And that is charity and the hobby. And the reason why this, this came up in literally about two hours ago, I got asked by a charity to donate some autographs and some, some, some stuff. And we all know had a passing. My dad left me some stuff. Uh, and I didn't say yes. I said, heck yes. And they asked for one item. I gave them four because it, it's a, it's a great cause. Leukemia, cancer, or excuse me, leukemia, cancer. Yes, 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 yes. I think so desperately we need to remember and we need to as a hobby do more and more for charity. And I, and even if it's just going to a local children's hospital and donating your, your, your cards to the kids ward, even if it's just something simple as, is the, there's been several instances and I know upper deck is, is, has participated in this and thank you so much for, for being, for doing this, but there's been kids that have had fires and lost their entire collection and the hobby as a whole has a couple of people have taken the charge and had been a collator of, of just people just sending in massive amounts of cards. And here, 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 young man, young lady, here's a set of cards to try to start opening your, your start your collection again. I think it is so important for the hobby to continue to do this. And I cannot stress this enough if I don't do anything tonight and the 19 people that are, that are, are watching the 20 to 25, the, the people that are listening to the podcast, the people, any, anybody within watching this, please do some type of random act of kindness, do something for, for charity, for people that we, we are in such an amazing, awesome, loving hobby, our community, just that's why people stay in it is community, community, community. Let's continue to please be community and charity aspects. And I realize I'm rambling. Sam, go next. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree completely with what you said. I think, you know, the hobby in general, it has the ability to light up so many people. So given the opportunity to provide what you can through charity or, or the giving of these cards or memorabilia or what have it, I think is an awesome, you know, way to kind of build up the hobby and, and just make people excited uh, about the hobby and all the good that, that it can bring. So exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, I think about all the negative stories out there in our industry right now. And, and uh, I've spent my life in this, this industry, almost 24 years working with Upper Deck. And quite frankly, I'll be damned if I'm going to be lumped in with some uh, thief or uh, or, or second grade hood that's that's robbing people. That's, that's not me. And that's not what this hobby is about. And that's not how so many people engage at this hobby. This hobby is a kind hobby. It is a good hobby. It is a caring hobby. And there's a lot more of us good people out there than there are of the of the the people that are, are looking to take advantage of, of good good people out there. So, um, you know, I, I want to just do a quick show and Oh, did he just freeze? That we do is called uh, Heroic Inspirations. Please. And, you know, you can write the big check to a charity. Uh, you can uh, donate, you know, a, a signed piece, what have you. And that's that's great. But I love what we've been able to do with our Heroic Inspirations program. And I want to show you guys a, a cool area of, of Upper Deck. Hold on. It's a little dark oh, here. Oh, cool. This is awesome. This will be a little show and tell. But we have an area here called our wall of inspiration. And, and what I love about it is uh, we've highlighted all the different uh, people uh, who would never have a trading card normally, uh, but we, we, we made them for them. So yeah. this is Mandy Schwartz. Well, let me just give you a, a bigger look. At wow. wow. So you can see how many people we've been able to, to shine a light on. Uh, Mandy Schwartz, she's the brother, uh, sister of Jaden Schwartz. She passed away from acute myeloid uh, leukemia. Uh, Jacqueline Murphy, she was featured on HBO Real Sports. Uh, uh, brain tumors, really amazing. Uh, we do a lot with, with kids, uh, especially kids who've, who've had cancer. Uh, 
Brady Kale was a great one. Uh, he founded Cards for a Cause. His his friend had uh, a brain tumor, and he started selling his hockey his trading cards to uh, to help his buddy out. So I mean, there's so many of these great stories, uh, and there's so many that we can still tell. But I just think it's really cool that Upper Deck allows us to, you know, we're in a place of privilege, like you said, working in sports collectibles. And, and I think it's, it's awesome that, that we've been able to leverage the power of our brand to tell some really compelling stories and raise funds for people, change, their, change lives. So uh, that's something that we're not going to quit. Uh, the next one we have coming up, I'm very close to being able to announce, um, but it's of a, a dealer. Uh, a card dealer out of Chicago. And again, we talked about some dealers, you know, might take advantage of people. He doesn't do that. What he uh, does is bring youth uh, to the national so they can experience trading cards for the first time. Uh, a lot of them are, are African-American kids who wouldn't normally have trading cards. And, and he says it came from, from something that, that he and I talked about one time at, uh, at an industry summit, but I think it's been in his heart and he's been wanting to do this on his, it definitely wasn't me. It's him. Uh, but I, I asked genuinely, why aren't there more black collectors? How do we get more African-Americans collecting? Yeah. Because if you think about it, if basketball, that's it's pretty much African-American collectors. And as I look at the demographics, you know, I've, we have a lot of Asian collectors. We have a lot of uh, white collectors, but uh, why aren't there more African-American collectors and, and how do we, how do we get them? And I think again, a lot of this is is what we talked about with Sam. People have to to see it to know it's out there. So I think by shining a light on female collectors, hopefully we can let more more collect female collectors in. They'll see like, oh, the water's fine. I'll I'll come on in. Right. And I think it's the same way for for African Americans and especially youth. So uh, I'm really excited to share his story uh, in the coming weeks. Um, but it's something that I, I just love about working with Upper Deck is is charity is near and dear to us, but we're really creative on how we execute. So, so that's a lot of fun too. Yep. We're doing it. We're, we're overtime on, on hobby overtime. Uh, Sam, any final thoughts? I know, I know we wanted to keep it near and dear, but uh, Sam, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I think, uh, thanks Chris. Yeah. For kind of showing us around and in the wall and kind of what all upper deck has done to promote, you know, the good in the hobby. And yeah, I'm excited to just continue promoting the good and, and being a, a part of, you know, something that I'm, I'm, I feel good about and I'm passionate about as well. So. Yeah. Chris, final thoughts. Yeah. Sam, I'm definitely hitting you up on Twitter. We're going to send you a little, little pack, but I, again, I'd love to do more to, to shine a light on, on what you do with your group. And uh, again, I think it's so important. Uh, but other than that, no, I think it's a, it's, it's an awesome time to be a collector. It's a lot awesome time to enjoy this hobby. And again, really my parting thought would be if, if you see ugliness and uh, and terrible things happening out there in the hobby, robberies, et cetera, just try to be a better part of the hobby. Do, you know, do a random act of kindness, help someone out, out else out, fill someone's set for them, uh, because that's what make this makes this hobby so great. I'm going to end it and say, as I did on my show before, if you need any prayer requests, please let me know. I'll pray you up. I pray every morning, bend, bend a knee and... and and pray during every single meal. So if you have a prayer request, reach out to me on Twitter. That's my Twitter. Wait, that's my Twitter handle right there. Um, support your local LCSs. Support yes. your local card shops. Support your local card shows. Support, support, and stay classy and be giving, y'all. Have a good night.